Angelisa Azare, and this is a special episode of On Deck with Young Musicians. In celebration of the 10th anniversary of the show, we're revisiting 10 episodes from that first season of On Deck with a series titled, Where Are They Now? Today, I'm chatting with conductor and violinist, Jonathan DeBryan. 10 years ago, we spoke with Jonathan about overcoming a childhood illness and his passion to become a conductor. Today, we'll talk with him about his thriving conductor career, a very special performance with his wife, Saori DeBryan, and then he'll share advice for aspiring conductors. But first, here's Krista Wessel with an excerpt from that interview 10 years ago. When did you realize in your course of your own personal musicianship, playing the violin, that conducting was what you wanted to do? Well, I mean, I didn't even think I was going to be a, like a professional musician until maybe I was, you know, into, getting into high school. I, w- I was starting to, re- starting to listen to classical music, you know, and starting to enjoy it more and, and really liked playing and was wanting to get better. And it was, I think it, it was kind of a couple things. I was playing in the symphony orchestra. At MYS? Yeah, at MYS. Part of it was sitting in rehearsal and hearing things that weren't going well and thinking, well, what would I, what would I do about that? Um, and um, Leos Balog, who's a, one of the, I mean, one of the, one of the greatest people I've ever met. He was the founder and director of the Metropolitan Youth Symphony for like 36 years. He, he was so generous, and he allowed me to get up and conduct every now and then. Hmm. You know, like you say, he wanted to go and and walk around the orchestra and kind of hear how things were going, um, and he'd let me get up and try things because you'd expressed an interest in that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I had, and, you know, and and I was like, you know, I had all these ideas like, oh, well, you know, somebody needed to say something to these people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there was a bit of that going on. And I got some really good feedback. How amazing was Jonathan's dedication to music that motivated him to explore conducting and helped him to establish the strong foundation he has today? I caught up with him to talk more about that past interview and his work since then. I would love to know, when you were listening to your previous interview, what did you think? What were your thoughts of yourself? It's amazing to me that it's been 10 years. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. But at the same time, I would say my life is very different from what what it was at that time. Because I was only 21 and I was kind of at a crossroads in that I was just starting out on my path as a conductor. I'm now at the point where I'm applying all of the lessons and skills that I picked up over those 10 years. In a way, I'm starting again. In a way, I'm at a new beginning. but. Um, been interesting uh, these last few years. What do you think makes the biggest difference from when you were like you were starting that conductor journey to where you are right now? It's been an interesting road learning to be a conductor. Even the conductors that I knew, many of them didn't have a traditional career path, and it, it was something of a mystery to me, uh, figuring out how to be a conductor. When you don't know how to conduct or have never conducted, there's not really like no orchestra is going to be like, "Hey, come and conduct us." <laughs> uh, you, you know, you have to have experience, and I always say you you have to make your own opportunities, you have to beg for opportunities, and you have to get lucky and have opportunities given to you. Um, and you, I do think you have to do all three, three things to become a conductor, and I did all three of those three things. And eventually, I was accepted into a 
master's program at the University of Oregon, where I studied with David Jacobs, who's a really, really fantastic conductor and a fantastic teacher. And so I had a really fortunate situation there where I was given lots of really high quality instruction as well as opportunities to conduct. So I conducted the campus orchestra there. I conducted their primary orchestra at the University of Oregon. And throughout the whole time that I was doing this, I was finding other opportunities. I would say to anyone out there who wants to learn to be a conductor, find a really great teacher who could help you because it's not something that's very easy to figure out on your own. So Jonathan, reviewing your work now, you are the music director of Sunnyside Symphony and the artistic director of the Salem Philharmonia. What else are you involved in? And how are you managing all of this? Are you playing the violin as well? So I, I do play the violin still. There was a while there where I was playing quite a bit professionally, but I've kind of stepped back from that because conducting has taken up more and more of my time. Currently, I conduct the Young Artist Debut Concert, uh, which has had many of its winners on this program on deck. Um, I also conduct the Sunnyside Symphony, which is a community orchestra in southeast Portland. And I conduct the Salem Philharmonia, which is based in Salem, of course, as the name implies. Um, and I'm also a finalist for the Beaverton Symphony. Um, and local music lovers might see the through line with those three orchestras, which is that they were all once conducted by Travis Hatton. And Travis unfortunately passed away last year. So he was someone I knew for many years and he gave me some of my first opportunities, which are so, so valuable. They're as good as gold when you're a young conductor because um, for someone to give you the chance to conduct an orchestra, it's, it's the holy grail when you're, when you're coming up because you don't have that opportunity very often. And he was such an incredible human being and such a kind person and gave me so much great advice. It's, it's kind of surreal living his life. And so you asked, how is it possible to do all of these orchestras? Um, well, Travis did it. Um, and the schedule is very hectic. And before I, I started to do it, I wondered, how did he do it all? And now I found out how he did it all. <laughs> it's very, very busy. I'm Jalisa Azare. You're listening to a special episode of On Deck with Young Musicians. In celebration of the 10th anniversary of the show, we're revisiting 10 episodes from that first season of On Deck with a series entitled, Where Are They Now? Today, I'm chatting with Jonathan DeBryan, who when first interviewed at 21 years old, shared a vision of helping others through conducting. Now at 30, Jonathan is the music director of Sunnyside Symphony and the artistic director of the Salem Philharmonia. I talk with him more about a special performance he conducted with his wife, opera singer Saori De Bryan, and then he shares advice for young conductors. Jonathan, by this point, you have conducted various performances. Are there any performances that still resonate with you? Well, there have been many performances that I, I feel that way about. Um, recently, I had the opportunity to perform for the very first time on stage with my wife, um, Saori. Brian, who is a soprano, and she's also been a uh, artist that was featured on on deck in the past. Um, and although we've performed together as a violinist and singer, we've never performed together as conductor and singer. And so that was a huge um, milestone in my That's life. Um, she performed with the Sunnyside Symphony, singing, singing an aria from Carmen by Bizet. And um, it's made extra special um, by the fact that she... Um, although no one knew it at the time, was all, is also pregnant with our first child. Oh. And so it wasn't just the two of us on stage for the first time, it was the three of us. 
Um, and we're going to have a little daughter in May. So oh, Congratulations to y'all. That's so beautiful. Thank you. What other advice would you like to offer to young conductors? My advice for young conductors is, firstly, become a great musician. Study an instrument. If you can, study both a stringed instrument and the piano for two different reasons. Um, if you're already a string, string player, it's not as um, technically important to understand what it is that the woodwinds and brass percussion do. You can leave that to them, um, but it's very, very helpful to understand how the bow works. And so for a conductor, even if they're not a string player, to at least understand the types of challenges that the strings face so that they can help unify the orchestra on their approach to using the bow, that's very important. The piano is very important simply to learn the notes. Um, I did not grow up playing the piano, um, and I'm still working on my piano playing. It's, but it's the most efficient way to learn a score. You can listen to recordings, you can um, play on another instrument, you can sing the parts, but playing at the piano ingrains a sense of harmony and helps you to grasp and remember what all the notes are in the score better than any other method that I've found. Ultimately, the conductor doesn't make any sound. The conductor is just there to facilitate what the orchestra does. And it's an incredibly rewarding process, but it's also very important to understand as a conductor that it's not about you. And the more that you can find what is important in the music and find a vision and then communicate that to the players and help them find a path towards a performance, the more that you can, I think, uh, fulfill your role as a conductor. That's conductor and violinist Jonathan DeBrian. He was a guest on the first season of On Deck with Young Musicians and the 10th guest we revisited as a part of our Where Are They Now series celebrating the 10th anniversary of the show. Metropolitan Youth Symphony invites you to Just Jimmy, a night of music with vocalist sensation Jimmy Herat, America's Got Talent finalist and Pink Martini guest artist, on January 9th, 7.30 p.m. at Newmark Theater. You won't want to miss the orchestral premieres of Jimmy's original songs, such as Are You Lonely and Willow Bed. Those interested in taking the stage as an NYS student for the next concert can enroll for winter term today. Tickets and registration info available at playmys.org. I'm Jaleesa Azare. You can hear this episode of On Deck, Jonathan's original episode from 2015, and a web-exclusive story Jonathan shares about his Make-A-Wish violin at allclassical.org. You can also subscribe to On Deck as a podcast. Our theme music was composed and performed by All Classical's young artist-in-residence, Amir Afsker. Thank you, Amir. I want to take this moment to thank each of the artists featured in this series. Thank you to each of you for reminiscing on the past and sharing stories about your beautiful lives in the present. We've had such a great time that we've decided to share a couple more stories with you. In fact, our next episode is with opera singer Saori DeBrian who was featured in this episode. So please join us next time. Thank you to all of you for listening each week and celebrating this very special anniversary with us. It has been an honor and thank you for joining me for this special installment in our Where Are They Now series of On Deck with Young Musicians. <laughs>